Hey! Top of the morning to you. Except this is a podcast, and maybe you're listening in the afternoon. Maybe you're listening in the evening. Maybe you're listening on a day that we're not recording it, which is very likely. But as we're recording this, it is this morning of St. Patrick's Day, and, and we're feeling very festive. Our producer, Tater, has a ridiculous hat on, as he does every year. He's got his Irish tie that he wears every year. I've got my Guinness rugby shirt on that I do every year. And I'm wearing black pants and a gray sweatshirt. Yeah. There we go. That <laughs> sums it up. <laughs> I do. I have a cute St. Patrick's Day shirt at home, too. I I just it was too early to think about putting it on. So later. I, I, I did, and you'll this is kind of nerdy, but also kind of smart. I did lay my outfit out the night before. Look at you. Because otherwise I forget. I like wearing green on St. Patrick's Day and and like red, white, and blue on the fourth of July. But if I don't remember to put out my outfit the night before, I forget the morning of, and then I'm like, oh, I want to be part of the festivities. I feel left out. Well, I feel left out, so I'm going to go home, shower, put on my festive clothes, and take a picture for the gram. That's what I'm going to do. It's all for the gram. For <laughs> the gram. Hey, I've got uh, how to figure out what is your leprechaun name. All right, so I need the first letter of your first name. Okay, M. And the month you were born. Uh, April. Makes you musical O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Can, I, can it be O'Reilly? No, it's O'Reilly. It's supposed to be funny. Oh, really? Well, like like a music. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So, so a music reel, and then music O'Reilly. Musical O'Reilly. All right, Jenny, do yours next. All right. So I'm Jay. So Jolly and May McWiggles. Jolly McWiggles. Sounds <laughs> 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 like a porn star. <laughs> that sounds like what happens after we go to the Big Biscuit and you eat too many pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Tater's up next. All right, Tater with a T. And then September. And then September. Timid McBlarney. Timid McBlarney. Timid. Nothing timid about you, though, so that's not wow. true. Uh, how, do you, how do you think the ladies feel when they hear a guy walk out and his name is Timid McBlarney? <laughs> <laughs> check out McBlarney. Check, check out my Timid McBlarney. <laughs> uh, I remember one time me and my friend Chris were hanging out at a place called the Blarney Stone in yep. the St. Louis area, and we were drinking out of milk cartons. Milk cartons? Yeah, milk cartons. Yeah, that's what I said. And then, uh, <clears throat> let's not get into the rest of that. So, oh. I want to go by Tater O'Houlihan. Can I go by that name? I mean, you can, but why? What's special about that? Because in the movie Dodgeball, the guy named Patches O'Houlihan, he gives you the five Ds. Duck, dive, dodge, and you know all that. His name is Patches O'Houlihan. Dodge, O'Hula. duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Yeah, there you go. The five Ds. Okay. Did you see Dodgeball, Jenny? No. Of course what? you didn't. No. I, I, Jenny doesn't like funny movies. Unless somebody dies, she's not into yeah, it. I'm Jenny's really real- into murder. It's yeah. about it. Nah, like Vince Vaughn was in it. Nah, yeah, Ben Stiller. Else? Ben Stiller. Oh my gosh. And then uh, it was it was one of the greatest um, <laughs> actor names of all time who played Patches O'Houlihan. Rip Torn was yeah. Patches O'Houlihan. Hmm. All right, great conversation. Yeah, good, <laughs> good talk. Hey, I can tell you why I hate St. Patrick's Day. If I'm being honest. <laughs> Whoa. So my senior year of high school, it was uh, back in 1993. I we had just had a blizzard. We grew up in Maryland. We just had a blizzard, like m- massive amounts of snow, and we were trapped in the house for a full week just because you couldn't get out. I mean, and there was nowhere to go. I mean, there's just all the snow. But finally, I had this boyfriend, and I had to go see my boyfriend. And I of was just—it's been a week. And well, she's jonesing for some loving. You I know? was some sweet, sweet loving. Uh, and so I got in my car and I started to drive over to his house, and it was extremely foggy. And when I say extreme fog, I mean like you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. Sure, I had no business being behind a wheel at all. But yet there I was, and so I slid underneath of a snowplow that was 
Yeah, in fairness, and I did get a settlement offer. I mean, not an extreme amount of money, but I did get some money for it. But this, they should have been pulled over to the side of the road, and they were not. And there were no hazard lights or on or anything like that. So this snowplow was just in the middle of the road and in my lane, and I slid underneath of it. And I totaled my car, and my teeth were, I want to say knocked out, but not really. One went, like, my front tooth went to the back of my mouth, and they had to, you know, fix that and pop it back into place. And then the other tooth was chipped severely, so I have a crown on that tooth now, so... Do you have a crown or do you have a fake tooth? Like I don't well, it's know. A cr- what... Crown basically is a fake tooth. It's oh, like it's. I don't, okay. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, it's not my real tooth, but it's not going anywhere. I don't have to take it out at night. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to take it out at night or anything. St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. But I'll never forget that that was on St. Patrick's Day. I'll also never forget that um, REM. It's the end of the world as we know it. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the world as we know it. Was playing, and for some reason, it was like it was on a cassette tape, and because of the way my car got hit, it was just like. Was it all? It's the end of the world. It's like a bad dream, like you're really going to die. No, I really thought I was going to die. Wow. But then I, this is what's wild. So, you know, I have anxiety and I always have. And there was something, I knew I was in bad shape, but there was something about, I think it was because I knew I shouldn't have been driving. I wanted to be the one to call my mom, which is so funny as a mom now, I can appreciate, I can actually appreciate this because I knew that if my mom got a call from the paramedics or something that she would flip out. So I was adamant. I'll never forget being adamant about it with the ambulance drivers. And they were like, no, you really need to like, let us put you on a stretcher and put you in the ambulance and like, let's take you to the hospital. I was just adamant about it. I said, I'm going to sit. I'm not laying on that. I was like, I'm going to sit in the ambulance. Like you can drive me there, but I'm going to sit in it and I'm going to call my mom. And I did. And she, I think was grateful to hear my voice to know I wasn't dead. What a daughter. Yeah. But that was just a wild time. That's interesting because you know, you and I, as if we don't have enough in common Mm -hmm. uh, already, I also was in a snowy wreck on a major holiday. Really? Christmas 2009. Uh, I lived about four hours away from my parents, and I was driving home for Christmas, and I was probably three of the four hours into that drive. And I'm telling you, when I like a flash blizzard just hit, no weather warnings, no nothing. All of a sudden, bam! It's snowing a lot. Yeah. And there was a guy who spun out probably a quarter mile in front of me, and I tried for a quarter mile to stop my car and couldn't do it, uh, and we crunched. And um, yeah, that, that that's that scary because really, you're totally out of control. It, it well, I mean, I wasn't out. Of, I was it was down to a, I was down to pretty slow, but I just couldn't stop all the way. So I just braced myself and crunched. And the best part, this was the first time I'd ever bought a brand new car. Of course, and it was probably less than a year. And I, this, this wasn't just in the lot. Mm-hmm. I bought this brand new car off the showroom floor, like the best model they had because I could afford. I was like, I, I can afford this. I'm doing it for myself, and. Ugh. And here's the thing, because you would think it, there was enough damage. There was over ten thousand dollars in damage. Did not total it because the really? car still had high value. So they they literally took it to the the insurance paid for a ten thousand dollar fix. Which it looked awesome. good as new. I love yeah, I love that car. That car I that car was in the shop for thirty four days. It was a Mitsubishi, so they had to get parts over from Japan. Yeah. So it was like three week shipping, and it was. It was insane, but that, that, and I remember at the time, my, my stepdad, Bob, they sent him to come get me. Bob's a trucker, and he knows how to drive in the snow, does a very good job, but he knows that the best thing you can do in the snow is drive very, very slowly. <laughs> so he took his sweet oh, God. ass time <laughs> in getting to finally come pick me up from the gas station that I had to hang out at for an hour and a half. A lovely Shell gas station, but uh, 
yeah, that was my and every I, I still will will drive past it every once in a while with my, my travels. They take me up to Chicago, and so well, every Christmas I actually we drive past where I crashed. Oh, that was twelve years ago. It's, it's a while, but but I still love Christmas. You want to talk overrated holidays? You say St. Patty's Day? Yeah. Halloween. I could do without Halloween ever happening again. I don't care to get in a costume. Even as a kid, I never wanted to go trick-or-treating. Of course, I wanted candy, but I didn't want to knock on strangers' doors just to ask for candy. I thought that was kind of a weird thing to do. I, I'm so surprised as a kid you didn't love Halloween. I thought it was so fun dressing up. I always loved it as a kid, but I love it now as a mom because my kids get so excited to, you know, of course, candy. Hello. Right, and, and I love candy. I loved candy, yeah. but I, I didn't like going to the. I've never been a big neighbor guy. I guess I thank God I have awesome neighbors now. But like I've never been one to go and meet the neighbors. I've never wanted to meet the neighbors. You know, I love um, to, to know a couple of neighbors and just you know, hey, we're going to be out of town. Can you just keep an eye out on the house or grab the mail or whatever? But I'm with you in that. I mean, our neighbors are nice enough, but I'm not interested in having, like, backdoor guests or best, yeah. like, you know, just popping over and stuff. And yeah. I kind of like just being able, when you're at home, you don't always want to be social. So it's like yeah. just being able to be home and just, again, like, I'm friendly with my neighbors. They're lovely people. I just am glad I'm not besties with any of them. Right. And I really thought I would be. I figured, like, once I had kids and, you know, all the kids would play together in the neighborhood and us moms would just sit out there and gab. And, <laughs> you know, li- life just is busy and I have stuff to do. I don't always have time just to... To do that. Yeah, you got to drink that Michelob Ultra. Alone, in my basement, by myself. As you should. Uh, Tater, overrated holiday. I'll go uh, with Easter. And I know I I think that people are going to be like, oh, well, I'm not talking about the traditional part of it. I'm just talking about how all the stores are making so much money off of it. The Cadbury eggs, they're gross. You know my daughter, the pickiest eater on the planet loves those Cadbury cream eggs, which I think are disgusting. It looks like a raw egg inside of the chocolate. I once, Nasty. I once won a peep-eating contest against my oh, former coworkers. It was so gross. This most disgusting thing in my life, but I won. How many did you eat? Uh, it was how many you could fit in your mouth at the same time. Oh, okay. And you <laughs> oh had to chew gosh. and swallow like the entire whatever, how many peeps you had. Yes. You really did? Yeah. Mm. Oh, it was terrible. They didn't poop for like a year. <laughs> still, still waiting. Still waiting. <laughs> I mean, they're like straight sugar. That is so gross. Oh, they're so oh, nasty. Oh. Terrible. I can still feel my teeth rotting from the gums as we speak. You yeah. know, Tater, I know what you're saying, though. I, Of course, like the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Like, that is obviously amazing. Amen, Thank Lord you, Jesus. Jesus. But I know what you're saying about the overhype. I think that's every holiday, though. And it's so funny to me. I'm just like, why, the, why do we take something that is about religion and then we feel like we have to make a way to make it not about religion or commercialize it and the yeah, answer is it just to make, make sense the answer is to make money sure and you it's fine like don't get me wrong i mean i obviously believe in the biblical idea of everything but i also will you know i get easter baskets for my kids and right. we do an easter egg hunt we do all the things but i do, i always wonder like why do we why do we do that <laughs> what's uh let's go around the room here what's your uh, what's your favorite holiday what's what's the best holiday um I mean, I guess I'll say Christmas just because it, it is such a cool time. And I love, you know, Christmas morning and the kids wake up and the excitement. Everything means a little more to me now as a parent mm-hmm. because I'm just, it's about them. So I would say Christmas probably. Tater? I'd have to say the opposite of Jenny Matthews because uh, she hates St. Patty's Day. I actually love it. So I'm very happy today because I am Irish and last name is Irish. My dad, full-blooded Irish from Boston. So that's the home of the Cloverleaf, you know, so it's, it's 
Yeah, Jenny, I like St. Patty's. I, that's good for you. That's okay. It, it makes sense for you to like it. I can yeah. see you're one of those that likes to hit up all the different bars and have all the green beer. Good for you. Where I are you going tonight, Tater? Where are you getting McHammered at? That's so funny. My friend Justin texted me last night. He goes, hey, so where are you drinking tomorrow? And I go, tomorrow? I go, I haven't even thought about it. He goes, are, are you okay? He's like, you need to go to the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. And I was like, I haven't even thought about it. You know, I was just so fixated on getting all my clothes, and I got this – tie it says irish for a day but i actually put tape over it and put life because that's a uh, me i have a a whistle right here it says blow me i'm irish oh yep the whistle there, of so. course yeah. i appreciate you not saying that on the radio <laughs> like on the podcast no totally problem fine. very grateful you did not say that on the air this morning thank you and if i did it would have been the 6 a.m hour so we're a little bit we're a little risque in that hour so anyway but, uh, i don't know what you're talking about that's supposed to be a secret <laughs> anyway um i will say I'm, I'm with you jenny uh christmas does mean more uh for, for me I, I mean i was like christmas as a kid like everybody did but uh, so I, I started my radio career, and to start a career in this business, we all know it means you have to move around a lot. You have to move around the country. I was lucky; at least I stuck in the Midwest. I've only ever lived in Missouri and Illinois. But that first Christmas, uh, where you're where you're not, where you don't just wake up and you're at home. Uh, I remember that it just hit me different. It, it it did hit different. So now Christmas is always my favorite because we, I always take when we, we always take two weeks off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go and we see all the family. We go up to Chicago, see my wife's family. We go over to St. Louis, see my family. And I appreciate Christmas so much more now because it's the opportunity to go. It's, it's not about the, like, when I was a kid, absolutely, it was about the presents. Totally, give me the presents. 100%. Give me the presents. I had divorced parents, too. I got, like, four Christmases. Yeah. Oh, I know. Like, that was go. the only great <laughs> thing about being a kid from divorced parents. There were always, like, double yeah. holidays. I love that. <laughs> but but now I, I, I sincerely I sincerely give a damn about presents. Right. Like, I want to just take as much time as possible and i want to go spend as much time with all of my closest family members and that for me like is what christmas is all about same with thanksgiving now thanksgiving is 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 growing more and more in my heart because now especially since since katie and i are homeowners we're able to welcome family into our home for the for me the first time in 15 years i'm not going to ask my family to come to my apartment in another town for thanksgiving that's stupid right but now we have a home we've got a big table we've got a big kitchen and like thanksgiving and christmas man that is you know mm. the, the thing about holidays not to take this t- a turn but i i think the happy you are in life and the more settled you feel the more you enjoy holidays in general because i can think of some times in my life where i wasn't maybe as settled or happy and I felt lonely on some holidays, and I felt like I almost dreaded it a little bit just because everybody seemed around me seemed so happy. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I, I think it depends on where you are sort of uh, in your life as to enjoying the holidays in general. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. I don't know. That's just my... There we go. But hey, happy St. Patty's Day to everybody. That's fun. We had a great conversation on the radio today. I do want to get to that because I think this is worth bringing up on the podcast as well. What are the unwritten rules that everybody should follow? Everybody has to follow these rules. And we had some great calls and, and people text in. I, I had something that I wanted to get into more detail. We just didn't have time on the radio. But it's about self-checkout lanes at stores. And this is whether it's whether you're talking grocery store, Target, Walmart, whatever. I loathe when I see somebody with a cart full of items in the self-checkout lane. Mm-hmm. I do believe the self-checkout lane is meant to be treated like an express lane, I'd say some for some of them they're even smaller. I'd say twelve items or less, but the bigger one, like Target's got a pretty big bagging area. So let's say let's say twenty items or less. But I say if you have more 
than a couple bags worth of stuff. I feel like it's impolite. I do feel like it's a bit rude. Even if people can be rude and not realize they're being rude. I'm not trying to call someone a jerk or anything, but it is rude to maybe hold up that self-checkout line, especially if like you're a slow scanner or if you have produce and you have to type in the code. You, Get in the conveyor belt line. Have a cashier and a bagger help you out. But we just, ha- we talked about this on the air, and somebody called and said, um, or texted and said that, you know, but sometimes, like, there are only two actual people checking people out, and the rest is self-checkout. And I've found at Target it's that way a lot. So, in fairness, there are times where you got to do what you got to do. you got to check out, and you might have too big of a load. <laughs> okay. What's so funny? <laughs> what are you laughing oh, at, Tater? Oh, nothing. Uh, so if you do have a big load, all she said is you have too big of a load. I don't understand why you laughed there. <laughs> I just think if you need it, if you need to release that big load, you should take it to Walmart. Has scan and go with the conveyor belt, so there's no attendant <gasps> sitting there. So it's it's literally two lanes for that right next to the self checkout, mm-hmm. and it's called scan and go. So you take it over there, and that's where I see a lot of people take their shopping cart mm-hmm. and then they put it on the conveyor belt and then they check themselves out, which I do understand. Wait, wait, hold on, back up a second. Yeah. I know what you're talking about at Walmart. I don't go there often, but when I do, um, it, it's like right by the self-checkouts. But I always see somebody standing there. Um, well, I think there's somebody standing there to help if the, you know you need assistance. Like if something rings up incorrectly, if you're buying alcohol, you got to show no, ID. But you're talking about, but they are with. They have a little conveyor belt. Yeah. Are you that of, scan and go? Yeah, it's a scan and go. There's, what do you What do you do? You scan and, and you roll out. Well, no, that's like the self checkout. No, yeah. I think. Are you sure you're not thinking of like Menards? Because at Mar- Menards no. they have the weird thing where the cashier's there, but you're on the same side as your cashier. But at the no, I I think I'm misunderstanding. Is at Walmart scan and go is just like you walk up to it by yourself and there's the little and you boop and you scan your thing and you go right. right but yeah. it's but it's bigger. There's like a, there is a conveyor belt. It's yeah. not just this little platform. There's a conveyor belt and there are more bags for larger but orders. There's always someone standing there. But huh. they're they're standing there just in case you need help or in case like a, there's an error or a malfunction or something. No, they're standing usually the Walmart I'm talking about. They're standing up against the wall light next to the ice machine and they're checking that to the those two lanes to make sure nobody is obviously stealing or if they do have alcohol they need to check an id because they need to type in a code and all that so yeah yeah, not the one i'm talking about nobody will be standing at the register uh but yeah i mean it's it's those are for the bigger loads whenever you want to release them (laughs) sometimes i think self-checkouts i mean sometimes i think they're wonderful i mean if i'm running in to get some advil and i have to quick like all right here you know right, right quick but sometimes you know I have so many issues or people have so many issues and there's one person manning like all four or all six of them or whatever. And I and, and this person looks so busy running back and forth and punching in codes and doing this and that. Sometimes I think, are we really saving time here? Right. The, hey, you know what? The Super Target and Lee Summit. Love the Super Target. We frequent the Super Target and Lee Summit. But I'm telling you what, they, they have like eight or like 10 self-checkout scanners in this huge self-checkout area. Like, okay, you have 10 scanners there. Maybe put a couple employees there is totally. what I'm saying. Like, especially especially on a Saturday when you're slammed and if there's a lot, like, come on, what do we, what, you, you can afford to put another employee over there. I really need to give a life tip to everyone. Do you all have the Target app? The cartwheel? Yeah, well, that's what they used to call it, but I don't think they call it that anymore. Yeah, it's the Target app. I, I have the Target app. My, I, uh, my, I have to tell you, I... Never knew when it was cartwheel, and that's what they referred to it as. I never understood it. I thought it was way too complicated. Like, just give me the deal, just give me the percent off or whatever. This new app is so user friendly. And you know how, like, when you go to Target and you're checking out, it asks you for your your phone number. Yeah. And I always just thought, oh, they just want to track my spending. Well, they they probably do. Right. But by putting in your phone number, it connects to your Target wallet. 
Oh. And so wallet. Currently, I have $2.09 available in my Target wallet that I can use at any time. I also have all these special deals that all I have to do is click the deal for the different deal of the day. Uh, 20% off today. Oshkosh, Oshkosh Bagosh Toddler Apparel. Oh. Should I need any of that, I can get 20% off today. Or Jenny, how about a free $10 Target gift card with $40 beauty purchase? Hey. I'm seeing this on here. So what I'm saying is if you're not doing that, like put your phone number in, sign up and get this app. I feel like I should be endorsing Target. I really do. But um, it really does pay. I remember at Christmas, I spent quite a bit of money for the kids' gifts and such. And uh, in my Target Circle earnings, I mean, I had something like $40, something crazy that I I was able to save. I might actually switch over to Target if they can give me some deals. I'm telling you. Tater is a hoe for a good deal. I'll tell you that. Free food. What do I got to do? Right. Someone offers him a... What do you call it? A free BLR? A free can I, can BLR, I yeah. A quick sharp left. Yeah. On my Facebook, and this was courtesy of Mike Keller. Thank you very much for You're the very welcome. early morning chuckle today. Bon Jovi must be at least three quarters of the way there by now. Like, if you know, you know, right? You that either is the, get that or you don't. That is the sharpest left you've ever taken in our time together. <laughs> Here's why I bring it up. As we speak, I just got a text from my husband, who's probably one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. He right. is just so wise, so good with so many things, keeps our household running. He literally just texted me, I don't get the Bon Jovi joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh he, does gosh. he listen to the podcast? Uh, I think so. Yeah. All right, Matthew. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> we're halfway there. Stop. Get it? Do it again. Whoa. Whoa. We're halfway there. All right, Matthew, if you don't get it by now. I, I can't. I don't, I don't know how you've achieved such a wonderful life if you haven't get, gotten that joke by like, now. You know, he's one of those people where, so because he's not really on the humorous side, when he does say something funny, I mean, I'll laugh for days. I'm still laughing about what he said the other night. Oh, I know. I was just going to ask you what it was because I forgot. <laughs> oh, well, we'll have to talk about this. Your wife and I went for a four-hour brunch the other day. Oh, how have we not talked <laughs> about this yet? I know. Well, hold on. We'll get there in a second. Okay. And during that brunch, we had mimosas. And it reminded me how much I freaking love champagne. You know me. I'm a beer girl. Right. Totally a beer girl. But when I'm not drinking beer, it's going to be champagne. So we had some mimosas. Anyway, that was on a Friday. So over the weekend... I said to my husband, I was like, I really love champagne. He's like, we have some Prosecco. Like, do you want me to open it up and have some? Absolutely. So the kids were out at a sleepover, and he and I were sitting on the couch, and we were watching American Idol and just wearing nasty sweatpants and right. whatever, just be, but drinking champagne. Right. And so we're sitting there on the couch. <laughs> we, we clinked our, our beautiful champagne glasses together. The fire was in front of us. And he's mm-hmm. like, this totally looks like a Cialis commercial. <laughs> <laughs> And I laughed. I mean, it was so stupid, but funny. And I, I'm still laughing. It's days later. It's so just, when he does have a good one, like, it's yeah, really funny. He's a clever observer. He is. So when he makes a clever observation, it is very funny. But let's backtrack to let's that. Let's back up. This yeah. is the weirdest. Th- well, it's not weird. I'm, I'm very grateful. One of my favorite things about my life right now is the fact that my government wife and my work wife are pretty much besties now. Yep. I, I love how well that you and my wife get along. It's it's a beautiful thing. She's super sweet. But it's to the point now where it's getting a little creepy. Like, just a little bit. <laughs> and, and, and Tater, chime in on this. I want to know how you feel. But, like, my wife and and Jenny decided the other day they are going to go go out to brunch on the plaza here in Kansas City, which, hey, have, have a great time. And then, you know, like, jokingly, I'm like, hey, I, you know, I want to come, too. Like, no, it's girls' day. Girl it's girls' day. day. And, I, and, of course, I totally understand. Of course, I would like to be. Of course, I'd like to hang out with you guys, but I, I totally get that. Like, right. Hey, have fun, okay? So on this particular day, I pulled a little double duty at the radio station. So I left 
you know, I was out the door by like 10.30 in the morning, but I had to be back at the radio station at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And I met her on the plaza at like 10.15. You know, mind you, we had to wait just a little bit for our table, but we were basically sitting down by 10.45 in the morning. So I go home. I've got the house to myself. They're doing their brunch thing. Fine, Danny, whatever. I fall asleep. I wake up. My wife's still not home. And I figure, and I I know she had some other things to do that day. So I was like, yeah, she's probably still out running around. So I get in the car about 2.30 to come to work. And, you know, I'm a good husband. So what do I do? I call my wife. I just check in. I want to check in. So, hey, hey, babe, what's going on? And then in the background on her phone, I hear Jenny Matthews going all giggly off of two glasses of champagne, just giggly as a schoolgirl. And I'm like, is that Jenny? She's like, yeah, it is. And I'm like, are you guys still hanging out? She's like, babe, what's the big deal? It's only noon. And then she looks down at her phone as I tell her, it's 2.30. I had glanced at my phone. We were so wrapped up in conversation. I really didn't. Neither one of us looked at our phones at all, and which was kind of cool because that, that, I feel awesome. like that doesn't happen. And um, and I had glanced down, though, once just to kind of see where we were at time-wise, and I glanced, and I thought it said 12.30. It, was, or it must have been right before you called because I thought it was 12-something, and that seemed about right in my mind. Well, I don't know what mimosas do to my head because... 2.30. I'm still perplexed as to, like, what did we talk about for four hours? It was crazy. Time absolutely flew. My favorite line of the whole thing was, then I heard Jenny in the background as we're getting, uh, oh, Katie's, like, Katie's like, I gotta go. Yeah, I got, we gotta pay our bill and get out. And I'm like, alright, just call me back whenever you're in the car, whatever, fine. <laughs> and then I hear Jenny in the background yell, I gotta go pick up my kids! <laughs> no! My poor kids are waiting for me at school. If I wouldn't oh have gosh. called, your children would have been stranded at their elementary school. I'm telling you, because I was even thinking somewhere in the middle of our conversation, I was like, gosh, you know, maybe we even have time to hit a couple stores while we're down here. <laughs> Do a little shopping. Uh, no. So my question is, yeah. you were sitting at the same place for four hours. Yes. Consecutively. Now, was there a waiter, waitress, uh, like saying, hey, it's like my time to leave. You guys want to tab out? I mean, were they bugging you about that no, or what? No, our waiter was awesome. And the place kind of cleared out. I mean, I did notice that. But I thought it's a weekday. You know, it wasn't the greatest weather that day. so right. I, And we weren't certainly weren't holding up a table, you know, for anybody waiting That's in line. That's good. No, I, no, I was wondering. No, no, okay. no not at all. them out with your giggling. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I, I think he could tell. I think even our waiter could tell that we were just having a really good time. So he was just, he kind of left us alone. You yep. know, he was great. But uh, you know what's funny, though, now that I think about it, we ate when we first got there I'm starving after the show. And I will say, like, by the end, by the time you called, I was like, God, I'm getting hungry again. (laughs) I was ready for my next meal. Well, that makes sense. It was four hours later. I know. But it was just such a nice time. And it really is cool because we are, I mean, we are close. Like, we do, we work in a very weird, strange industry Mm -hmm. and a very close quarters. And it's just cool to be friends with your wife. She's awesome. What, and here's what concerns me about that is, is I know that over a four-hour period, I am sure, <laughs> I am sure that you talked about everything under the sun because you had to. You have to understand, folks, my wife knows things about me that nobody else knows. Of course. And I have this dreaded feeling in the pit of my stomach <laughs> that now my wife and Jenny Matthews know things about me that nobody, nobody else knows. knows. No, the only thing, and I don't think she would mind me sharing this at all, the only thing that I that would, just really would, made me laugh. Would I mind? Um, no, I think you'll think it's funny. I don't know if you know this, though. I don't think she'll mind me sharing. I feel like you know this. I feel like you and your wife have the relationship my husband and I do and that you can just be you've talked about like everything seems like we're about to find out about to find out no I asked her I just said you know when you first met Mike I was like you know was it love at first sight what what was that like you know Mm -hmm. she goes no (laughs) she goes goes, I thought he was kind of tall and lanky and weird (laughs) but 
actually thought that you had such a good sense of humor and just she grew to really obviously love you very much. But it was just funny the way she said it because she goes, "Mm, no. Our relationship is so weird because we never really even, I couldn't tell you and she couldn't either. Um, we, we never really had like an official first date. That's kind of what she said. We just kind of went from hanging out with a group of people right. to hanging out by ourselves. And then we went from hanging out to making out. Right. Like we just started making out. And it was like in the middle of the afternoon when I, we started making out for the first time. It was it was a weird, but but I wouldn't have it any other way. It was just so casual. And then got to the point where we're like, hey... We should hang out when our clothes are on, too. It's nice. I'm telling you, that's the key. to. I've said this. I, I've gone on record in magazines in Kansas City saying this. They ask, what's your, hey, I know you're a newlywed, but what's your advice on a good marriage? Find somebody that you enjoy spending time with as much when their clothes are on as when their clothes are off. I'll tell you, that is 100% true. I've been married since 2005. Five? How many years is that? I'm not good at math. That is Six, uh, almost six, 16. 16. This will be your 16th it's anniversary. It's a long time. Yeah. And we've been together. We were together three years before that. Mm-hmm. So it's been a really long time. But I will totally agree because, and especially once you bring kids into the picture, man, it... <laughs> It just changes everything. But what I love is like the other night, my kids were at a sleepover. And so it was just he, he and I. And we just don't get that much time, just the two of us. And we looked at each other. Once I started laughing about the Cialis thing, because right. that just made me laugh. But I said, <laughs> God, I just really like you. Like, I forget how much I just like him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you're going through the day-to-day. Life's busy. It's chaotic. But at the end of the day, there is absolutely nobody else in this world that I would want to be with. And I, that's, it's a good feeling because, believe me, I it, it didn't happen easily for me. I mean, I, I went through a lot of lot of duds. <laughs> I feel the same way about your husband. I'm going to try to get a four-hour lunch with him someday. You, you know, you really need to maybe go golfing with him or something because that's really where You told me shines. I can't golf with him. He's too competitive. Oh, that's true. And He's I'm bad. Competitive. Like, he plays very seriously, and I go get drunk on a golf course. Like. He's just one of those people that's, um, man, he's consistent. Like, he just, I don't know. Of course, I know everything about him because right. we've been married so long. But, like, you know, not every. I don't know if everybody would necessarily Get him till you have you have to hang out with him very for dry a little sense bit. of humor, very dry sense of mm-hmm. humor, um, and just kind of uh, like thoughtful. Just t- kind of sits and takes things in, which is awesome because he's a real thinker, mm-hmm. and I'm like really spastic and, and make immediate decisions. Like I fall in love with everybody immediately, and you do. He's more like, hold on, you know, let's think this through. Yeah, some people you need to spend more time with to really understand them. I spend four hours a day with Tater. I still don't have a clue what makes this guy tick, man. <laughs> You know what the funniest thing is? So Ashley, that does nights and stuff here on Q104, mm-hmm. uh, she was like uh, talking about this the other day in her kitchen. She was just like, uh, I can't just operate if I don't have my coffee. I need my coffee in the morning. So mm-hmm. for me, I don't need anything like that. I don't drink coffee, tea, nothing. So I wake up in the morning, I'm at it. I mean, I'm not groggy, really. It's maybe once out of, you know, in a blue moon where I'm a little groggy. But I wake up and I'm, I'm ready to live the day, you know. Yeah, same. The fullest. So. I feel like, especially with the hours that we work, I mean, the morning is my is my time. I'm ready to have great conversation. Let's hang out. Let's do all the things. But I'll tell you, by about six o'clock in the evening, I'm just I'm just done. I'm done for the day. The fact that all of all our alarms go off sometime in the four o'clock hour every morning, and that you two don't drink coffee, is one of the stupidest things I've well, ever. Well, I have caffeine. It's tea. <laughs> And believe me, I wish I liked coffee because it's probably a little more potent, but I do, I have to have caffeine and I have to have that like two in the afternoon caffeine or I am dead. So my afternoon caffeine is a two hour nap. Boy, I took like a three and a half hour nap yesterday, man. It was wild. It was, it was not smart. Like, I mean, all afternoon I was conked out because it was, you know, now, especially now because it's kind of gray outside right Mm -hmm. now. I'll open the blinds to let the gray into the bedroom just so I can, 
I mean, I am unconscious. This time change is weird, though. I feel like this whole week I've been a little off just because it's getting used to it. I feel like we've done a whole podcast about absolutely nothing. This is the Jerry yeah. Seinfeld of podcast episodes. This is this is nothing. This whole conversation has been about like we had a plan to go with this podcast, and we haven't covered a single thing we were going to talk about in the podcast. I'm just take my notebook and yeah, see throw it out. I, I, I mean, like just kind of shooting the breeze. We have literally just BS'd for <gasps> 32 minutes. I know one thing we didn't mention. I'm supposed to get my vaccine tomorrow. I'm getting it Friday. And are you dead? You're a hundred percent. You're like, I'm doing this. No big deal. Let me go get the shot. Is that how you, but you seem very confident about it. I'm definitely on the fence. I'm, I'm scheduled, but I'm, I'm on the fence. ready to get it over with because in my mind, and, and my reason I feel like it's totally different than a lot of people's because, and, and, and let's, let me say this. I think if, if you don't understand every point of view when it comes to the vaccine, I really think you should try a little harder to do that because I totally see why people want to get it. Totally. And I totally see why somebody wouldn't want to get this. I'm with you 100%. There's, there's, there's so little reason. When people say, you know, there's just not, a, it's brand new. I don't want to shoot it in my body. Like, I totally understand that. It makes, it that, that is a perfectly natural and okay thing to be afraid of. Right. On the flip side, the people who want to get it because they're just ready to get back to normal. And that's where I'm at. Honestly, I really don't care about, I'm, I'm in my mid-30s and I'm healthy. If I'm being honest with myself and I'm being honest with you, COVID's really not going to hit me that hard. Like I, I had it last year. It was, it was, I was like four days, I was coughing a lot. And well, it's, we, it's, we think, to be fair, we think we had it. Okay, we, don't, yeah. we don't actually we, know. We cannot confirm, but but we did. Um, and, but it was four days of coughing. And it was, a, it was a crap four days, but then I was fine again. And I want to get it so that I don't have to wear this mask at work anymore. I want to get it. So, and I do feel like they're going to, and this isn't something the government can do, but this isn't a government thing, but you know, these these private businesses like Ticketmaster and these arenas and sports teams, like I want to go to concerts and ball games and I want to go as soon as possible. I do feel like they're eventually going to require that if you want to go to these events, we'd love to have you, but you have to get, but you have to be vaccinated, which again, people are like, well, you can't do that. That's against my rights. No, 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 no. That's not against you. The government can't tell you to do that, but these private owned businesses can tell you to do that. It is within their rights. Same as you go to a restaurant, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Sure. But I do think that these businesses are taking a big risk, but why by doing that? I think that there's risks all around, but I think they're taking a big risk because just my little cross section of the population, you know, I put this up on Facebook that I was on the fence, you know, t- and I said, basically, tell me, are you getting it? Did you get it? Are you going to get it? How do you feel about the vaccine? And it's really a 50-50 divide. Yep. I think you're absolutely right. There are people that are all for it and people that are very much against it. And then there's people like me just really on so, the fence with it. So I think that by companies doing that, like, okay, maybe the T-Mobile Center says, okay, you know, got to be vaccinated to come in. Well, that's fine. But I think that they're going to lose out on business because. But I, and I think they're okay with that. And maybe so. I'm just saying that there isn't a large enough percentage of the population that's just 100% for it that Mm -hmm. I think that they could do that. So I but but, but anyway, I I tell you that to say this. I am getting it not because of, of, of fear of dying or even fear of being sick. I am getting it just so when the world opens up, I can just get right back into it and not have to wear my mask because I'll have a vaccination card. And 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 I feel I, I hope. I feel like that's an okay reason. So people are like, Jenny, why are you so scared? I'm not scared of the needles. I did IVF three times. I, I put needles in my own stomach. I'm not afraid of needles. It's not that. Uh, afraid of getting a little sore arm. Don't care. Feeling a little sick for 24 hours. Don't care. For me, it is literally like being that rare case of being the person who dies from it. And now I know, like, we laugh and it's lighthearted, but I'm right. 100%. Because I've been the rare case and it's things that have happened in my life. Like, I've been that 1%. You know right. what I mean? And I... 
I've not always had the best luck with things. So I think there's a little bit of PTSD with that. Okay, that's fair. Which is, you know, a a real thing. Um, And I think, too, because I have kids, I think if I didn't have these two little kids that need me forever, but then that's where I go crazy in my mind because they need me to not get COVID and die. Like, they need me. So I need to do whatever I can do to be here for them. And not for nothing, I need you. Like, if you die, I quit. I'm telling you that right now. (laughs) And and Tater, I know you're not really in a hurry to get the vaccine, and that's okay, too. But just where's your head at? I mean, I would have to say I understand where you're coming from. Sure. That if, if once everything does kind of open up and they're like, do you have your vaccination? You'll be like, no. Then you're kind of like, oh, well, now I have to wait in line and everybody else wants to get it. So I understand that I might now you almost convinced me that that's a good idea because I haven't really thought about it because I'm not really rushing to go out there and get it. If there's a chance. All right, cool. If not. But I mean, I could see how, you know, you can't fly because you don't have the real ID or yep. passport. And then they're saying, oh, well, let's tack on. You have a vaccination. And they're going to be like, oh, well, no, I don't. But you're not sorry. And so I could see where that could be a detriment. So I might have to look into trying to get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember last year. So, okay. So going back to it, was, it was literally, it was right after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. It was right after the Super Bowl parade. Jenny and I uh, so were both sick. real sick for like a week. Like I was coughing my, my guts out. Jenny, you were, gro- we were both very gross. And Tater was at the same time, you were standing in the same room as us mm-hmm. for four, in a small room for four hours a day. And you never even had a symptom. I bet the virus was in your body, but you were just asymptomatic. And I totally understand as somebody who's asymptomatic, you, you're not affected by this virus. Why the hell do you want a vaccination for it if it's not affecting you in the first place? And I, I totally well, see that standpoint. I think about people that I know that have had COVID and I'm, they are in the you know line to get vaccinated. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I knew for sure that I already had it and mm-hmm. I fought it off, which I mean, again, we're thinking that we did, but yeah. I'm thinking like, would I even be considering the vaccine? <laughs> I don't know. I know that, you know, the scientists and the doctors and the powers that be, you know, say that this is the way to normalcy. This is the path. And maybe that maybe that's true, mm-hmm. but I can't help how I feel. I can't help being on the fence. And so when I tell you my appointment is tomorrow at 1240. <laughs> And, I, and here's what I don't want to happen. People informed me. I had no idea that that vaccine will go to waste if I don't use it. Mm-hmm. So I need to make a decision. I mean, I need to cancel so someone else can get it. I certainly don't want to take that away from somebody who really wants to get it. Here's what's wild. My dad, you know, it's like I listen to my dad. My dad, very conservative. And I know this whole virus, everything about it became politicized. It really did. And, it did. and unnecessarily so. Yeah, the common political, well, the Republicans don't want to get it, and the and the Democrats, the Democrats are big do. wimps right. who want to go and get it as soon as they can, and well, that's, that's I'm ridiculous. I'm going why that's ridiculous. My dad is a raging conservative and is insistent, begging me, telling mm-hmm. me to go get this. He had both of his doses, and of course, with his history and his age and all that, he needed to, but he is adamant that yeah. I go get it. So... Take that politics, because if if politics is where it's at, he absolutely would not be a person encouraging me to go get it. I have a couple of friends, close friends, that are doctors, and the one is so passionate about it. And I asked her, you know, just in case you're wondering, if you're listening and you're wondering, I said, you know, what about like facial paralysis? You know, I've heard of all these crazy things happening. And she said, no. She's like, there's so many stories. Of course, the media, you know, puts out what they want to put out and twists. But she says, no. She's like, a lot of... Things that have happened to people are because of other things. It's not the vaccine that's doing that. You know, and the vaccine is, I I also thought this came out so quick, you know, and she's Mm -hmm. like, but it didn't. People don't realize this has actually been this particular, whatever. I'm not not a scientist. I don't know. But they've been working on this sort of vaccine for a long time. It's just that when COVID hit, they immediately got all the resources and all the funding that was usually separated out to other things to go strictly for 
this vaccine research. Yeah. So if it's our, it ha- it has been around longer than we think. Yeah. The a a coronavirus, like kind of like the flu, has has, has been around for a little right. while, but this particular strand, the COH dash VID dash nineteen, the COVID the the nineteen the the nineteen is as a particular strand of the coronavirus. The coronavirus always evolves. It's this nineteen that for whatever reason has just taken over our world and got out of hand or whatever. But they've been working on a vaccine for the coronavirus in general for a long time. So they yeah. did have a head start. And then usually they have to do like one thing at a time, then get that approved, and then move on to the next thing. And like They have all these different steps that they can only do one step at a time. They got rid of this red tape, so now they're able to do multiple steps at one time. And that's why we've been able to get the vaccine out so quick. And not for nothing, one of the risks is that you know it's out, and scientifically it's been proven to work. But it hasn't been FDA approved yet, and, yeah, there, and there is a risk there. That, that you bothers can, me, yeah. and I know like people were saying, because it's not FDA approved, if, God forbid, there are side effects. You know, when you see those late-night commercials, if you right. had the COVID vaccine, you know, <laughs> um, you know, you may be entitled to a settlement. Right. There won't be any of that because it's not FDA approved, and I don't know. I mean, are you—so you do seem very confident about it. Are you nervous at all? I mean, I'm just— Curious, like, is there any part of you that's just a little bit apprehensive about going and getting it? Or are you 100% like, okay, here, I'm here for it? Um, no, I'm not nervous. And I'll tell you one of the reasons I'm not nervous as well is, is I, okay, I, I have an immune system of the gods. Right. And, and, and I'm, and, there's no like I can't really brag about that. It's total luck of the draw. Well, it's it's luck of the draw. It's God given. Right. And Lord, hey, I very much appreciate it. So I had appendicitis New Year's Eve going into 2015. I was at I was in Columbus. I was at the Mizzou Hospital. I was in and I went in New Year's Eve with this huge fever, fever like 104. hadn't hadn't pooped in a week. Sorry, but I mean like yeah. I mean I was like Something's I was in wrong. bad shape. Yeah. So I go to the hospital, get checked in through the ER. Um, and they say, "Oh yeah, dude, your appendix has got to go. Like you got a hole in it, and it's and apparently, by the way, it had been there for like a week. Like I had a hole in my appendix for a week. I should have died. Yeah, sure. I but my immune system just like the pain wasn't as bad as it is. Like if you punch me in the face, it hurts just as much. Like the internal stuff, for whatever reason, my pain sensors just aren't as big there, which is actually a bad thing because like if I need help, I can just wait longer than I probably should. Anyway, right. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, so I, so I go to the hospital." And they're like, okay, we're gonna schedule for surgery two days now, and you need to be on antibiotics, and you need to start the, the, the prep process. Okay, so I drink the gross water that dyes my insides, and I'm, I'm on antibiotics. And then when it comes surgery day, they, they're like, let's, we're gonna run you through the machine one more time to make sure that you know you're you're ready and you're good to go. Just with my body's natural immune system plus the antibiotics they gave me, it cured me. I didn't, so you never had to have the surgery. Yeah, my That's appendix awesome. hole and everything is still in there doing just fine because all I needed was the antibiotics and I'm fine. It's Isn't amazing. that wild? Yeah, it's great though. Like that's it's good so, news. Nobody so wants to have surgery. I say that to say this. I know that my immune system is is very kick ass. So I mean, not going get, getting a getting a shot that will only help it even more. Yeah, I, I'm really not worried about the side effects. And I'm maybe it's, I'm it's sick not of the side effects. I just I feel like oh. I have just that luck of like. I'll get it, and I'll be the one person like, "Wow, she died." We just don't know what happened. <laughs> so sorry. I had oh, and I'm, oh, by the way, I'm getting the uh, I'm going to Arrowhead. I'm going to that big uh, event at Arrowhead, mm-hmm. and I'm getting the Johnson and Johnson. I don't need two doses. I'm just getting one and done. Right. Oh, and I found out the difference too. There is just the effectiveness. I think that I mean they're all effective. Yeah. Um, but that one's like seventy percent. I think the Moderna is like ninety five percent. I think the Pfizer one is ab- even above the Moderna, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So they're but they're all nonetheless. I'm effective. getting the least effective shot, but I I'm comfortable. I know my body well sure. enough to know that what I'm getting is going to be more than enough uh, for yeah. my body to handle the the COVID. I think they're all probably great. I mean, 
it's funny. I'm literally minute to minute. Yesterday, I'm like, yes, I am going. I am going to be a part of it. I am getting that vaccine. You go, girl. And then I woke up today and I'm going, no, no way. I'll be interested to see you tomorrow, the day of the scheduled appointment. I know. And again, I don't want it to go to waste. So don't worry. I'll handle that because I know people were mentioning that to me. I just never gave that a thought that it mm-hmm. could go to waste. And I don't want that to happen. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. So, so much for our podcast about nothing. Yeah. Turn, turn now we spent 15 minutes on vaccine. That's real life. And that blew up on my Facebook. There were like 500 something comments. I think a lot of people are having that conversation in their house. Like, mm-hmm. do we do this? Do we not? And and, and again, very divided. Yeah. My, my wife is going to go with me. By the way, the rumor is if you if you're scheduled, if you're eligible and you can get one. Bring your spouse or bring somebody with you yeah. because usually they'll like you just say, "Hey, do you have an extra?" I have my wife. Is there an extra dose? And they say nine times out of ten they'll give it to you, mm-hmm. which is which is pretty awesome. Um, but my wife has now told me that she is not going with me because she doesn't want the Johnson and Johnson. She wants the Moderna. Or the, she wants one of the other, the two doser ones because they're they're more effective. Perfect. And I'm like, I told her, I'm like, I'm like. Babe, you're young and healthy enough where you really and she's like, I don't care. Okay, no problem. You so she's you. gonna yep, she's it's gonna do her own thing. It's a personal choice. I mean, is. and a it lot is. of people made that comment too on my Facebook post, just that you've really gotta decide what's best for you, your body. Think about your gut feelings. You know, some people that were freaking me out because they're like, Jenny, there's a reason you're having doubts. Like, just stick with your gut. And I'm like, Oh my god. <laughs> Now what do I do? Well, there's a churning in, in my, my gut. Which I always think is churning in my butt, but that's another story. Speaking of churning in my butt, we have to go. We okay. have to end this podcast like right now. Okay. I get it. I can't tell Say you no why. Say no more. No, I know. <laughs> but we'll be back next week. Do it week. one time. Just one time. <laughs>